0: So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow. And for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
3: Alarms go off and sirens blare. Marcus Cameron heads into the city to put out a fire with his team once again. Everything felt very routine as they pulled up to this office building that was ablaze and sweltering. It is then that Marcus sees Homelander zipping through the building, the bricks, the windows, the people apparently causing all of the fire and additional damage. Marcus changes into Titan and immediately thinks, I've got to put this fire out one way or another. It's Dynamite versus Advent. It's the Seven versus the Regulators. It's Homelander versus Titan. Today on Who Would Win?
0: And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from worlds of comics, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Ray Stekanis. Today's matchup is a classic Who Would Win battle that pits two pillars of power against each other in one pay-per-view-worthy battle. In one corner, you have Homelander, a powerful and morally ambiguous superhero with Superman-like abilities. Versus Titan, the Ultraman, the flagship hero of the Advent comic book universe. As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google test just to see how many times this matchup has been discussed. And for some untold reason, this particular battle has not ever been discussed online. But all of that changes as of today. Ray, what are your thoughts on today's matchup? This is a really interesting
3: matchup. You know, you'll talk in just a second where Titan came from. prized you haven't already, but that's okay. You will. Because I don't know very much about Titan at all. There's no real uh, way. It's a very, it's a minor, Advent Comics is a minor comic book company. Not like there's just Titan paraphernalia and action figures and movies and everything else to draw from that I could just go quickly onto YouTube or my TV or whatever and then just learn about. So I'm going to have to be playing a lot of improvisation here. And I understand that's probably one major reason why you picked this character, but I've got Homelander, and let me tell you right now, Homelander should have won his last battle. This is a deep-level redemption match for Homelander, one of the greatest characters in television history. I'll say it, one of the greatest characters of all time, played brilliantly
0: by Anthony Starr. I'm ready to take Homelander and run through Titan like he was Swiss cheese. Listen, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think uh, Homelander is is this character that you love to hate and you love to watch and you love to read about that H- Homelander is just that that good. But Titan is something a little different. Look, I've been a huge fan of the Advent comic book universe for years, really. I became friendly with Tony Cattrall, who's the boss, the the, the mindset, the Stanley, if you will, the genius mind behind Advent comics. And this is a character that I'm telling you, give this a year, because there's some big things happening with Advent Comics, the world is going to get to know Titan and the Advent Comics universe. But let me backtrack a little bit. So here's the deal. Uh, somehow, somehow, I did the unprecedented, won five matches in a row. And Ray, you know, I've, you know if you win four, you get to pick a character that you want to rep on the show. Character, of you're choosing, it overcomes anything the who would win production team gets to say. So I have been waiting. And then I got the fifth win row, which I still don't know how that happened. I have been waiting to bring Titan into the Who Would Win show for years. Today is that day. Today, the world will first see Titan more than they actually already see him because he's already all over the world, what have you. But this is where the Who Would Win audience, the legion of audience, gets to see Titan for the first time. I am so excited. Now, by the way, let's backtrack a little bit. Last week, we had a little kind of a, a weird situation, if you will. Ray, I think you would agree with that, where... Deathstroke took on the Care Bears, an epic battle, and our judge, Robert Clark Chan, gave us a decision. Somehow Deathstroke got the win, but I have no idea how it happened. We brought in scientists, uh, scholars, Nobel Peace Prize winners, and just to try to figure out what the heck happened, no one can figure this out. And that's why we're going to have a much more epic battle today with our contestants. By the way, did you get a really weird call from Executive VP of who would win Brent Pope? Okay. Thank you so much. I thought I was the only one who got it. I guess it
3: must have been uh, who would win show company wide. All of a sudden I look and there's this very late at night email from when the show first dropped. I guess Brent Pope stayed up late. He listened to it uh, and then immediately had something to say because I woke up the next morning just
0: shocked to hear what he had to say. Um, are we going to play some of that voicemail on the on the show here? You know what? Let's do it. Let's let the uh, legion of audience or fan base hear what uh, executive VP Brent Pope has to say.
3: Yeah, yeah. Executive VP Brent Pope left this voicemail on all of our... I'll just cut an excerpt out of it, but he left his voicemail for all of us to hear.
0: Hey, Team Who Would Win, it's Brent Pope, Executive VP. Uh, I'm calling because we need to discuss this Care Bear's Deathstroke decision. It- Mr. Pope? Uh, Yes, hold on.
1: Yeah? We're now inviting you to set. Oh, great. Uh,
0: Give me two seconds. Okay. Okay, thanks to Leo. <laughs> Sorry about that. As I was saying, that Care Bear's Deathstroke decision was... I mean, one of the board members said to call it nonsensical would be an insult to the word nonsensical, and I kind of agree. The cabers, they didn't meet the criteria for win because he didn't stay for tea. I mean, what criteria for a win did Deathstroke meet? This can't happen again. I, I, I need to go. They need to be on set, but this will be discussed further. So everybody, buckle up.
3: Now those are some strong words,
0: James Gavsey. I I don't know. I'm I'm worried about the future of Robert Clark Chan in this
3: organization.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of any of this. This could be a turning point for the whole show. Uh I've never heard executive VP Brent Pope sound like that ever before. Look, here's the deal, Ray, I think you and I can uh, be safe within the show and make Brent Pope very happy with what we're about to do. Because, you know, when you have an epic battle like what we have today, you need an epic judge, a judge of epic status to render an epic decision. We are going to make up for last week's episode in a big way, big way with what's going to happen today. So without further ado, making their first appearance on the Who Would Win show. It's Podcaster Extraordinaire. It's Who Would Win superfan. It's the Viking himself. I can't believe this. It's Ken Bjorn Turner. Ken, welcome to Who Would Win.
4: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to this.
0: Ken, you know you've been a huge support of the Who and Win show for years. We can't say thank you enough. You're absolutely awesome. Tell the legion of audience, our faithful fan base, what you've been up to.
4: Let's see, working on the the Bjorn's Keep podcast. We're gonna get that kicked off for serious this coming year. Doing some writing, Vikings versus aliens, or sorry, Viking versus Predator. Just seems like mostly doing things. Like I was on the Club Dial Up show once, and then I'm also doing a little. Piece in an upcoming episode of a um, some some reclaimed uh, Detroit. <laughs> uh, I, just have a small little bit part in that, but it's uh, well, not bit any parts big, but it's, it's going to be fun to do. You
0: know, I you're you're not a small guy, right? You're a big guy, therefore you have big parts. Here's the deal: you come across as a very likable but no nonsense type of guy. Whether it's on social media, whether it's in person, or whatever it is, you seem to be likable, but man, you are very direct, and when it's time for you to make a statement, you make that statement down the road. How do you feel you're going to do today as a first-time judge on the Who Would Win show?
4: Well, I'm just going to approach it like I do, even as I always do as a uh, member of the Legion. I'm going to sit there listen to both sides. If I know anything previous about the characters, it's out the window, unless you guys actually say the words. Any little thing I've ever complained about is not going to happen with me because I'm going to learn learn from other people's mistakes. That's how we say no. it.
3: You know, a uh, lot of judges come in here and say that, look, Brent Pope left us a very sternly worded uh, voicemail, and he's the guy who gave us the deleted scene from Shrek decision. So I'll just say the infinite mind fog is a real thing. And I hope you took your blockers before you came in here.
4: I have my drink of the gods I have my coffee, so that's a one level. I have epics of Norse sagas going through my head of what the gods did and how they did their decisions and being Norse mythology, there's Loki. So once you learn the tricks of Loki, it's very hard for other people to trick you because you're always looking out for that
3: thing. I wish I was using Loki today, quite honestly, as the direct result of that statement.
0: You know what, Bjorn, you and I have been, I can call you that, you and I have been on <laughs> the same page for a lot of different things that have happened on social media and what have you. I've checked you out, been able to check out your podcast. I think you and I are on the same page. I would never try to fool you with anything, especially in today's episode where I'm repping the first-time appearance of a character from a brand-new comic book universe we've never used before on the Who Would Win show. I get the responsibility you have. I get the responsibility I have Ray is also here. How dare you? (laughs) So with that said, it's about time. Ray, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing
3: Dynamite Comics, the superhero who will save you from any situation, given that it helps his Q rating, Homelander. And representing Advent Comics, the most powerful man with the last name
0: Cameron since Kirk, Titan. He's more powerful than James Cameron? No, Kirk Cameron. No, I know. Kirk is more powerful than James Cameron. Like, Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Wow. That's uh, okay. I, I I, better not say anything. He's got okay. powers, James. Powers you don't know about. It's true. He powers
4: to rile people up.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, well done, Ray. Before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Who Would Win match. Rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated raid. This is super important. What version of Homelander are you using today? You know, last time against, I believe, Red Hulk,
3: in a win, I should have won. I used Homelander from the TV show. I'm going to switch it up this time and do something different. I'm going to use Homelander from the comic books this time to oh, wow. give you a refreshing and different perspective for a couple of reasons. One, I think this version might be even more powerful than the TV version. And two, I guarantee you didn't see that coming.
0: I did not see that coming. I was focused too much on Titan because right now, Titan is only available, really, in comic book form. However, I do predict that Titan will be available in video game form, live action form, and animated form in the very near future hope I'm not ruining any surprises Tony Control. alright rule number four debaters may only use examples of skills powers or weapons that are a long established part of the character's continuity beats from non-canon crossovers are allowed but will be given less weight rule number five the winner of the debate is whoever the judge decides is the best case for defeating their opponent by death submission or battlefield removal where no attack or threat can be made for at least two minutes and where no outsider interference is allowed and finally rule number six the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto at any point they feel violates these rules or established logic and before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Hoodwin store. Visit www.hoodwinstore.com to get your hands on some great Hoodwin shirts and merch.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
3: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6.
2: Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: And now let's get to the tail of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for Homelander. Homelander is a corporate superhero from the comic
3: and TV series The Boys. He was created by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson and first appeared in the comic book, The Boys, number three, back in 2006. He was played on screen by Anthony Starr in the Boys TV show on Amazon Prime. I said it before, I'll say it again. Great job, that guy. Representing a messed up version of the American dream, Homelander is a USA-based superhero born and raised in a lab with all the Superman powers you would expect him to have. One difference, of course, he's more interested in public opinion and raking in cash than he is about, you know, saving people and that weird thing, justice. Thus, we have Homelander, the corporate superhero, in all the early 2000s commentary on superheroes. And let's face it, around that time of the late 90s through the aughts, there were a lot of comic book send-ups with Supreme Power coming out. With The Boys coming out, there was a top 10. There was a lot of send-ups. Watchmen even counts. That's the 80s, but who cares? Anyway, this version of Superman commentary got a little bit more bite to it. He's the driving force behind the success of the TV show, The Boys as well. Did I mention it's on Amazon Prime? Give me that sponsorship. Fun fact, Homelander is the exact expression of strength that we are trained to be smarter than in this day and age. However. One thing that must be stated is that he is an ordained minister. Take that, Kirk Cameron. Yes, that means that no matter what heinous deeds he ends up committing on screen, dude is still legally able to marry you to your future husband or wife. So rest assured, as much as you might mess up in life, Homelander could theoretically be there with you to
0: tie the knot. And that is Homelander. Would he be invited to, like, the after dinner party thing, the reception percent chance unless he shows up, then of course you're welcome here. That's true. How are you going to say no? All right. Well done. Here are the details for Titan Titan, whose real name is Marcus Cameron was created by the genius mind of Tony Cottrell and first appeared in the advent universe's pandemonium evil incarnate graphic novel back in 2009. Marcus Cameron seemed to have it all. A childhood sweetheart whom he married, kids, and a professional life. However, after some bad decisions and questionable actions, Marcus saw his marriage dissolve and therefore threw himself deeper into his career as a firefighter. While responding to a fire in Advanced Technologies Laboratory, Marcus attempted to rescue trapped personnel when an experimental device used to tap into stellar energies exploded, engulfing Marcus in incalculable cosmic power. As a result, Marcus became the most powerful being on the planet and dubbed himself Titan, the Ultraman. Since then, Titan has saved the city, the country, the planet, and even saved his dimension from the forces of evil, all while swearing to never give up and to never lose. And Here's an interesting fact about Titan. Did you know that Titan, the greatest hero from the Advent Comics universe, was created by a superhero? It's true. As I've already mentioned, Advent Comics, as well as the character of Titan, the Ultraman, was created by Tony Cottrell. On top of being a creative genius, Tony has also served as a firefighter for 27 years, which quite clearly makes him a real-life superhero, at least in my family, amongst my circle of friends. And on top of having a family and a career as challenging as a firefighter, Tony somehow, somehow started a comic book company back in 2009, created an entire universe universe, got distribution for his various comic titles, and as of now, Advent comic books are available for sale in six continents and over 34 countries around the world. And what's the secret to success? Well, it's something that the heads of Marvel and DC should consider doing again. Advent Comics focuses on providing high-quality comics and emphasizes fan satisfaction it actually says that on the advent comics website do you hear that marvel and dc fan satisfaction who would have thought that making fans happy would be a good idea for a comic book company and that's just lame <laughs> that's just one of the many reasons to start buying and reading advent comics by the way Go to adventcomics.com to check out a Titan the Ultraman issue made available to the Legion of Audience for free. Download as a PDF. It is awesome. Get to know Titan thanks to Tony Cottrell in the Advent Universe. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Ken, do you have any questions before we get started?
4: Uh, I'm just curious about Homelander. You said he was a, uh, a certified reverend or certified? He was an ordained minister, w- apparently. So he could actually like do all these things and then do a confession on himself would be scot-free well or that's a little bit different thing. than
3: being a religious figure to be an ordained minister it actually doesn't take a whole heck of a lot many of my friends have <clears> done <throat> it you just go to the universal church of life online fill out a form give them like 20 bucks and they officially make you legally an ordained minister oh. so uh it's not actually as impressive as i'm pretending
4: <laughs> I was just curious. There was just a you know, a side thing.
3: But he
0: could forgive himself, and
3: I believe often does.
0: Ken, no, are you I mean, thinking of a new career as a uh, as an ordained minister? Because I could see it. <laughs> it could be interesting. Hmm. Do it all Viking-themed. So I'm thinking. Universal Church of Viking. I mean, I don't know. That sounds pretty good. Do baptism in, in ale. Well, I'm listening. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very cool. Ray, let's get this party started. Here's your point number one. Point number one for Homelander. Let's talk about some of his basic attributes,
3: durability, speed, and more. This is a character who, let's face it, he's a Superman type. And they made a point to try to make him as exactly like Superman as they possibly could. And that meant giving him super speed. There's a character named A-Train, we're all familiar with, who can move, you know, uh, beyond Mach 3, probably faster. And of course, Homelander punches him. A-Train can get out of the way of just about everything. He moves so fast, you can't even see him go. Homelander moves faster than that to the point where he can tag him whenever he needs to. A-Train lives in fear, just like everybody else does, of Homelander. This is a guy who moves faster, Homelander, than Starlight can even see. Starlight, again, a super character with the super senses. She can't even follow his movements. He moves so fast. The boys... The characters of the boys, when they're hopped up on Compound V, they can dodge Stormfront light, Stormfront's lightning, right? That that one character we all remember from like I what season two? If you can dodge lightning, you're very very fast. Well, Homelander still gets them too, and this is the point I'm trying to make. The speed is immaculate when it comes to Homelander. He also doesn't feel any fatigue at any point. One of James's favorite points is super heroic, super heroic endurance. I don't think this battle's gonna last a year and a half straight. But if it does, I know that Homelander can keep on fighting and not even feel tired even a little bit. He's very, very durable as well. Queen Maeve once grabbed a guy and threw him at Homelander. The dude hit Homelander in the chest and then crumpled up like an accordion. Homelander was unfazed, undamaged, and unmoved by this movement. Also, he's bulletproof. You can shoot him with rifles, with a high impact assault rifles, with pistols, whatever the heck you happen to have. None of it is going to ever pierce his skin or do any damage to him at all. In fact, Queen Maeve, who is, you know, maybe the number two strongest hero in the seven, at least, you know, and makes her one of the upper echelon of strength characters in the world of the boys. She took a sword and tried to hit him over the head with the sword the hard way and all that happened was the sword shattered on his forehead. And this is a super-powered, super-strength, Wonder Woman-esque character doing this to him, and it did absolutely nothing. Mave otherwise is, generally speaking, untouchable by even super-heroic characters with super-strength, and this is what happens when she comes at him. He's also underrated, very, very smart. He's a c- very cunning character. He makes other people sort of bow to his will, do what he wants. All the other members of the Seven are terrified of him. He's got rules about, like, you can't use superpowers unless the cameras are on. And because they understand that he could break all of their necks in a moment's regret, he absolutely is feared by all these superheroic characters in his own world. He understands people quickly, though. He understands someone quickly because, well, we'll talk about that in point number two, but he uses what he surmises and always seems to do it correctly. He gets it what you're going for, and then either finds a way to give it to you, take it away from you, make you think you've got it. Either way, you end up doing what he wants him to do. And last thing, there was a simulation ran in the world of the boys, where the boys hopped up on Compound V, were going to go versus the seven in a team versus team battle, a who would win style battle, if you will. According to this very detailed simulation, 82% of all outcomes of that fight is only Homelander survives. 82% of the time, you have all these members of the boys hopped up in Super Heroic, all the members of the, uh, the Seven who maybe even want to attack Homelander as well, and he's the only one walking out of the room. That's all you gotta say. This guy is too strong, too fast, too durable, got too many powers, which we'll get into in point number two. This Titan fellow, doesn't have a prayer. And that's my point number one.
0: Uh, This is is going to be fun. That's all I'm going to say. Let me kind of push back on a few things. Again, I love the character of Homelander because I love hating this character so much. He's just so well-written, so well-portrayed on live action in the TV series. Okay, you say he's a Superman type. That's like saying, okay... You know Quicksilver when he first came out, Marvel Comics was a speedster. so I guess he's like a he's like a flash type. No no, no Quicksilver at that time anyway was a fraction of the speed that the flash could do. That's the same kind of equivalent for Homelander to Superman when you say he's a Superman type i'll go into more details about that later now in terms of uh, speed yeah he's got super speed mach 3 probably mach 5 probably mach 6 but he's not traveling faster than light something that titan can do so in terms of speed titan's all over that in terms of durability i love how ray brought up that he's bulletproof and he's also people proof so if i guess if titan decides to pick up a person and hit hit it's Homelander with the person, it nope. won't work that well. Nope. Oh, well, I'll have to scratch that off of my list of possible attacks. Yeah, well played, Race to Canis. Nailed it. Uh, nailed it. All right. Uh, on top of that, you know, Homelander gets his way because he is the most powerful being of his world, possibly, whatever, his universe. And, you know, he terrorizes people because of it. And he's a bully. That's what he is. He's a classic bully with a whole bunch of other psychological issues. With Titan, as I'll demonstrate, a bully? That's someone Titan would love to beat up, would love to wreck, because he's always standing up for those in need. He's going to see someone with those psychological issues who's trying to bully him, and Titan's going to smile and just wreck that person. That's all i got to say about that. Let me just jump into my point number one for Titan. And for my point number one, let's talk about Titan's powers and his abilities, and let's set the tone of the overall power of Titan right away. In the Advent universe, when other heroes need help to take on the most powerful beings in their dimension, as well as others that come into to attack they call him titan who they literally consider as the calvary titan as i mentioned before he can tap into cosmic energies he harnesses the power of stars which makes him a stellar energy generator that's according to his write-up from advent comics and as a result of this power level it's seriously off the charts comparable to superman type characters let me explain In terms of strength, he's probably without compare. I'd put him as easily stronger, even stronger than Silver Age Superman or Odin Force Thor or World War Hulk. He's been observed to easily lift over 300 tons. He picked up a cruise ship that weighed well over 200 tons and flew in the sky with it like it was nothing. When some scientists decided to test his strength, they had to stop at 300 billion tons that he was pressing easily because they couldn't add any more weight to this machine. It was crazy. And Titan wasn't using any type of strain. There was no like he was like, oh, I'm putting no no He was like, all right, I got this what else you got he kept on going he could probably do twice as much as that that is insane to put this in perspective titan at 300 billion tons they can lift overhead can probably lift three times the state of new york that is three times the state of new york that's probably at least at least three thousand times stronger than homelander if homelander was as you know could lift maybe 500 tons it's probably he's probably way stronger than that anyway in terms of what Titan is comparison to a Homelander. All right, now, Titan can manipulate his body's density. Now, as a result of all of this, this is why he can become, he's invulnerable, he can make himself more dense, and, you know, depending on who he's fighting, if he needs to make himself more durable, more dense, he can actually increase that density and drop it down. He can also manipulate his personal gravity field, which enables him to fly. That's really cool. He can breathe underwater and in his space. His stamina is limitless. I love to put his stamina up in a fight against Homelanders because I do think Titan Titan's just going to, like, wreck him with that limitless stamina and all his power. He can move and fly at super speed. He can move faster than light. He's at least as fast as Superman because that's how he was created. That's how he was envisioned by the creator, which was not the case for Homelander when he was created back in the day. Uh, Titan can also shoot insanely powerful levels of cosmic energy uh, from his hands and parts of his body. as energy blast. Here's a fun one. He can detect energy and also absorb energy of any type. That includes energy blasts of all types, even magical energy. And when he gets hit with energy, he absorbs it in such a way where it makes him even stronger. I wonder if Homelander is going to try something like that. And Titan's greatest ability, actually, is his super-powered willpower. Titan has incredible will to win. This is, again, how he's written. He refuses to lose or come up short in a fight. That's the character. That's what's cool about it. This is what he's known for. His desire to beat evildoers, to never lose because he knows so many billions of innocent people across the world are depending on him put all that together and this is bad news from homelander that's my point number one
3: james of course he's got willpower oh no that thing that all judges always get swayed by he just wants it real bad well sometimes that's just not enough and james you got to give us some examples here this is one of the biggest problems you're gonna have today is you're saying a whole lot of stuff but you provided no examples proving it I could say that a Homelander could lift five times New York City, and that's fine. But without examples to prove it, when, when was Titan actually lifting the state of New York on top of the state of New York on top of the state of New York? Show me the example of him holding three New Yorks in the air, and I'll take that claim seriously. Until then, he's just strong. And a Homelander's very, very strong. Where's the times that someone shot at him with heat vision that tears super-powered characters in half, and he just absorbed it? You gotta tell us about it happening. If you just sit here and say, theoretically, these are things I believe. And James, I understand you have the willpower, uh, very, very strong willpower, to believe whatever you need to for a battle in that moment because you change your opinion on stuff as soon as the bell rings, please. And his cosmic attack, well, Homelander's so fast, how's he gonna hit him with it? You talk about, oh, Superman type, like Quicksilver to Flash. Is that like saying James Gavsey is a debate type when compared to me? Because I am crushing you today.
0: I think it's more like if you and I went to the gym, you would be a Quicksilver type. I'd be a James Gavsey type. And you could say like, hey, it's a similar type. They're both lifting weight. One is just infinitely more powerful and better looking and smarter with better uh, prospects for the future. All right, listen, let's go to our judge, Ken bjorn turner you've heard one point from both ray and myself where is your head at so far
4: with this battle oh okay great great points already i'm loving this um i'm familiar with homelander didn't ever hear titan before so it's learning new stuff there but i just have a couple questions (laughs) ray the simulation you said was this something done in the comic or just something off off story or is it just just a, a nice aside story
3: This is in the actual comic itself. I'm not
4: dealing with things
3: that the writer said after the fact. Nothing like that. This is something that happened in the comics. Um, uh, I'll try to refine the panel so I can give you more info on it
4: after uh, you ask James his question. Okay, I was just curious if it was something done inside and out or out. Um, It was. It was in the actual comic books, though. Okay. Okay. I believe you. You you know, do you though? Do you believe him? (laughs) It totally can be proven otherwise, at least directly with me. Um, <laughs> Sam, like I trust you, but you lose that trust, then everything's gone, guys. Examples of the energy that he shoots. How strong? Because you could just say people shoot energy. Dazzler shoots energy and stuff like that. Is there any examples of like, like has he can it go through 50 feet of concrete and steel? Can it, you know, saw a bus in half or, you know, go through a train? You know, stuff like that. I'd just like to know a little bit more like the power level of the, the energy shooting, you know?
0: So here's the deal with Titan. Because of this cosmic power he can tap into, his power, and again, this is coming straight from Tony Cottrell, the creator of the universe, never mind just his character, his power level is pretty much limitless. He can tap into whatever he needs to tap into, because some of the things that he has to take on, and I am using the word things, are so insane that he needs that limitless power level. His power, is the energy that he can shoot out of his hands, at the very least, consider them anywhere from they can destroy armored opponents rip apart super level uh, powered beings to destroying planets that it all depends on what he's facing at the time this is an insanely powered character who's also crazy smart and has the fighting skill to go with it
4: Now does he always have a, like a, a peak level of energy stored and just builds up from there as the challenge gets up you know or
0: Th- think of him as he start. if you're familiar with dragon ball z for example yep. think of him at least at like super saiyan 3 is his starting level that's gotcha. his starting level. And again, what I'll say my point number two will illustrate how crazy the level of power his opponents have, which is why he has to tap into that cosmic power and go up to such a level.
4: Okay, cool. Thank you for the details there. That's kind of what I'm looking for. The Right now, as far as who's leading, I have to say Homelander is leading just because of the examples I've gotten. I, guess I could see some kind of concrete evidence of like, what he has knowing what Titan could do is great, but without having some examples of what he did, but you said, that's going to come up in point two. So we'll see what happens. There. I doubt it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> why, why would I have examples of, of what he's he never doing knew before? Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Both of you, they're good. The, the examples are coming. All right, Ray, here's your point. Number James, his
3: favorite reference point. Cause I said, so point number two for Homelander. Let's talk about his power set on top of the fact that he's of course, you know, super skilled, super, super fast, super smart, etc. endurance, bulletproof. He has superpowers. He, of course, flies. I don't actually know if Titan flies. I'm going to assume that he does, because if he doesn't, he's in for a very extra rough exchange here. But Homelander can not only fly, but fly at very hypersonic levels. He can fly from New York City to Washington, D.C. In, in just a few seconds, you know, in a very, very short order. This is a guy who, remember that plane thing that happened in season one of the TV show where he said, oh, the plane's too heavy. I can't quite carry it. It's just not so good. Really what happened here in the the comic book version, instead of it going down sort of like that, he said, I'm going to try to take off and I'm going to try to push the tail down so I can change the direction of the plane. And the problem is, he doesn't know how to like hold back his powers, so he dove down into the plane and ended up tearing the plane in half with his body, just trying to push it a little bit. That's the thing. Homelander doesn't even mean to do it, and he's knocking people's heads off with one punch. These are super-powered characters. He doesn't control his power because he doesn't feel a need to do so, and even when a deft touch is called for, he can't do it. That's how strong he is. And let's talk about his super senses because he uses these real well. He can hear heartbeats from people. He can tell if somebody's got an elevated heart rate. He can tell when people are hiding from him. He can use his super sense of smell to smell fear and anger. He can tell the difference. And often knowing what's going on in somebody's head through these sort of social cues can let you know what they're going to do next. And if you can accurately predict the next move of your opponent, you have a massive advantage in how you can approach the situation, especially when you're as fast and as strong as Homelander. Of course, he also has a sonic scream. I don't know why in the comic books they gave him a black canary scream, but it's 20 times louder than any human, and it ruptures everyone's eardrums when it within like a city block area whenever he uses it. So I don't know why that. He, I don't think he's done that on the TV show yet, but that's crazy. I actually learned that myself through this. Of course, he has x-ray vision. It's a special kind of x-ray vision, of course. Uh, he can see through multiple level of objects, which means he can see through one person, through a second person, through a wall of a building, and then beyond it. That's just like using a hyper uh, sight with x-ray vision, and he's absolutely able to use that. Wherever Titan goes, whatever Titan does, he's not going to surprise Homelander. Homelander's going to know what he's going to do ahead of time, and he's not going to be able to hide and sneak up on him. This is going to be a knock-up drag-out brawl that Homelander has the advantage in. Not to mention the heat vision. When Homelander was a newborn baby, he blew out his heat vision and murdered every doctor and nurse in the room when he was born. The umbilical cord had not been cut yet. He might have cut it himself with his heat vision. This is deadly and he's had how many years uh, since he was born to hone this to learn about it, and maybe make it even more powerful as he grows. I appreciate that Titan can take small levels of energy, quote-unquote, like Black Panther's suit, but remember, that can get pierced too by a vibranium spear, as happened in the second Black Panther movie, Wakanda Forever. His heat vision is so intense and so powerful, I could absolutely see him cutting through Whatever Titan's even pretending to bring right there. And I already mentioned the aircraft. That was my next thing to mention right here, but he can. He's done it. He takes down an airplane just by trying to push it a little bit. I have more strength feats coming in my point number three to really show you how damaging this character is. But this guy's got a power set on top of a power set. Titan seems a little bit more limited. Sorry. And that's my point number two.
0: Wow, I I just wish there was something I could push back on. I guess for these points, uh, yeah. you know, let me see if I can. I like how you said he's super skilled, yet at the same time, he has little to no actual fighting training, little to no fighting technique, and again, trying to save a plane, which, you know, takes some skill. You gotta balance, you know, make sure your power doesn't accidentally break the plane, or whatever. With his team, they couldn't do it. In fact, in this comic book line, comic book stories, if I'm not mistaken, they tried to pass off a story that it was a terrorist plot, and some terrorists blew up the plane, as opposed to the truth, which was they just couldn't handle a plane because they're not a good team. They're not skilled enough to figure out how to land a plane and control their power. Very little skill on that part. Uh, Titan does fly. Compared to Homelander, he flies just much faster. Again, he's, he can fly faster than light. Homelander's not slow, don't get me wrong, but he's just nothing compared to the speed of uh, Titan. Uh, he. I'm happy Homelander can hear heartbeats and smell fear and anger because he'll be facing him. Guess what uh, Titan doesn't do? He doesn't hide. He goes straight up to the person. And he's like, Here I am, let's go. And then he just dismantles whoever he's fighting. I'm glad Homelander can smell anger because that will be a, a factor, I guess. Titan has tanked sonic attacks before like it was nothing, they didn't affect him. And in terms of heat vision, I've already explained this. Titan has taken on, he can absorb any type of energy attack, especially other characters who have heat vision. So he takes on that heat vision and he lets it power him up because he absorbs it and he gets a slight little boost from whatever energy he takes on. Thanks Homelander, that's a lot of fun. Let me get to my point number two, and you're gonna see where I'm going with this. Now let's talk about some big wins and some big feats for Titan. Now Titan in, uh, in earlier issues, remember you're starting off with a super powerful character already. He battled the fallen angel and demon lord, Omen, Omen is a biblical level powered character, an upper echelon biblical character who had super speed, super strength, super durability, and was a world breaker. And that's who he beat in a very, one of his first battles. I mean, that's great. Hey, I'm a superhero. Who am I taking on? Am I, you know, helping people who are like trying to escape, you know, or you know, fire or whatever. No, no, no. You're taking on a demon lord omen. Have fun with that. And he did, anyone speaking of biblical. Titan defeated the fallen angel and demon lord. Belial, a supernatural being who's even much more powerful than Omen, who is considered more power I'd say put them even more powerful than Superman and this is an example of where Titan had to power up because now he's fighting biblical characters, you know Characters that are coming together to take on literally God. This is crazy. Titan battled the pretty much omnipotent Lucifer Morningstar to a standstill. Lucifer Morningstar, again, omnipotent, ruled over, and controlled hell, who was also someone who wanted to take on God, take over the earth, and rid the planet of all humanity. Lucifer completely underestimated Titan and didn't think a human could ever be that powerful. That's how strong Titan was or is. Fun fact Titan managed to escape a black hole event horizon in case you're wondering if he can fly in space and how powerful he really is. That's what he did. Titan Battle, this is really cool. And There's an invulnerable, invulnerable character, a Superman-equivalent character, known as Legend. And Legend's power levels are like the old-school Superman level where Superman could chain planets together and drag them through space. Or if he sneezed, he would destroy a planet. And in their fight, Titan knocked him out. Actually, during this fight, when Legend was being mind-controlled and forced to fight Titan, and Titan could not be mind-controlled, by the way, Titan hit Legend so hard that the psychic feedback hurt the telepath who was controlling so badly that he got floored as well. Imagine hitting someone who's being telepathically controlled so hard that the telepath gets knocked out from that hard shot. That's how powerful Titan is. Titan simultaneously beat a team a magical team made up of a cyclops, a minotaur, a harpy, a powerful elf in the realm of magic, which is a cool thing in the Titan universe. He battled and defeated another omnipotent magical genie named Jin of the Cauldron. Again, a genie who could grant wishes and could control reality. One-on-one, Titan beat that character. Titan was able to beat the all-powerful Merlin in the realm of magic. Think of Merlin being the equivalent of Dormammu, Doctor Strange main villain who controls the master of the dark dimension he lives in, and he beat him using intelligence, skill. He outthought Merlin which is crazy to think of then fought the entire realm of magic itself Merlin brought the realm to life to fight Titan and Titan beat the realm using his energy blast his speed his power this is crazy in an epic show of force Titan fought against Merlin and another character named Avalon and what they were trying to do was take their realm of magic their whole dimension and push it into and on top of the earth dimension that Titan resides in and Titan stopped the dimension from being pushed into Earth's Dimension I don't know how that works, that's just how powerful Titan is, he stopped an entire dimension from trying to be pushed onto Earth's dimension to overtake it. But my favorite thing that Titan did, this is really cool, Titan beat a super powered villain team known as the Fight Club, and each member of the Fight Club was a super powered expert fighter, some in MMA, some in more traditional martial arts. All of them super powerful, insanely skilled. And it's this fight where we see the main difference between Homelander and Titan. So Titan's facing off against one of the members of the Fight Club. He calls in the rest of the team. It's made up of 10 additional super fighters, so 11 in total. They go to town on Titan, whose holding zone was getting hit from every direction. And as I'm reading this comic, I'm wondering, why isn't Titan just flying off in a tactical retreat? And that's when Titan reveals he took everyone's shot because he wanted to see what everyone was capable of because he'd never faced them before. And he's like, in case I need to face them again, let me see what's up with them. And once he understood it, he smiled and then took all of them out one by one like they were nothing. This character took out, again, insanely powerful, trained MMA fighters who were evil, traditional martial arts who were evil, all with superpowers, who had destructive capabilities. He took out an entire team of them, 11 of them, like they were nothing. In the end, Oh, by the way, he also did Bruce Lee's one-inch punch, but he applied some super speed to it to make it like to Canis' an infinite mass punch on this character and blew him across the country. I just love this character of Titan. In the end, this is an insanely super-powered hero who's insanely super-skilled at fighting and can think outside of the box. He took out Merlin. That's my point number two.
3: All right, well, plenty to push back here, Uh, absolutely. You know, you talk about, oh, Homelander has a lack of fighting uh, skill, fighting talent. Well, Superman also famously was very untrained and relied on his super strength, and he did okay in fights, as I can remember through reading DC Comics. Remember, when Superman was depowered and put in the ring with Muhammad Ali, he got his butt handed to him. So let's face it, the powers easily make up for a lack of armbar knowledge. Thank you. I know you're talking about, uh, finally you're giving us some examples. That's great. He fought biblical characters. Did he defeat David with a slingshot? Ooh, I'm deeply impressed by that. Oh, he fought a guy named Legend. He fought Will Smith from that one movie. Okay, I guess he's more powerful than Chris Rock. Then you talked about him beating elves and satyrs. He beat an entire D&D party. You're starting to win me over here, James. And I am shocked that you even mentioned that he beat Fight Club because Fight Club would never talk about that, near as I can remember. I need more examples, James. According to you, every single person in this world is a Superman character, uh, because that seems to be where you start your power set with everybody. Is the mailman Superman as well? Does the guy who works at 7-Eleven behind the counter have a cape on? I need to know more. What you've told us so far, James, based on finally providing at least some type of examples, he's basically Omni-Man in power, from Invincible, and I'm sorry, Homelander defeats Omni-Man, no problem at all. Most, what, Omni-Man, third most powerful character in his universe versus the most powerful character in the boys' universe. Give me number one over number three any day.
0: Ah, Ray Canis bringing the logic to the Who Would Win show. It's all I do. It's all you do. I, I can't wait till you start. All right, we are at the turning point. Ken, you've had a moment to ponder two points from both Ray and myself. Who do you think is ahead, and what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory?
4: Oh, this this is tough because you did give us points, and you know, Grant, frankly, when you said biblical level, it's like, well, what's biblical level? I mean, because some people believe in the Bible, some people don't, so you don't know what the the thing is. But when you said Lucifer Morning Star, that gives you a little bit more of a, a baseline to go by, like to like, okay, that's you know, top tier, you know, of biblical powers, that's top tier for the evil side. So this guy's tough and Lucifer's was surprised. You said he was surprised that he got defeated by a human. So the fight club team, I mean, some good examples. The And then Ray gives me the same, same good examples too, with the strength and the super senses, which it's, I'm, it's I'm glad he one. can smell really well. That should be yeah. helpful in this fight.
3: Pushes it over <laughs> the top. Don't, don't make me mention tax
4: law, James. I don't really have any questions. It's just, I think it's neck and neck right now because you, you know, Ray kind of, he gave me some more examples. I'm sorry, Ray, but it seems like your point number two was almost a continuation of point number one Maybe in, in a lot. So it didn't seem to really give me anything new, just a continuation. The hypersenses, which does help because it gives me some things there. I like the idea that Titan punched someone so hard that the person controlling him got the psychic feedback. That's, that's pretty cool.
0: That, by but, the way, that's Tony Cottrell's genius. I'm not even kidding there. That's Tony Cottrell, creator of Advent Comics, coming up with some great stuff. Please
4: continue. Okay, I, I, I like that. It's you know you don't usually see anything like that. You'll see like someone gets a force broken, but not the actual damage from it. I have to say it's neck and neck right now. You know, I, I was hoping to not have to go into ending a point two saying it's neck and neck because you see it so many times, but just the, the skill of you guys debating. Just always brings that out. It seems so. What do you need to
3: hear in order to push it over the top for you?
4: I something big, something that's just going to like wow me. That's going to make me go, "There's no way the other guy can beat this." You know, like an example of like breaking a world, or they come back from the dead. No matter what happens, and they're still the same strength. Or An example where there's, you know, like Super Saiyan 20 type of level power in an instant. doesn't take three shows to bring it up, you know, to get to that power. You know, something something just, just to wow me, you know, that's going to prove that, yeah, no matter what the other person does, I can hear his heartbeat. That doesn't matter when I'm getting an energy bolt up my backside. Something like that.
0: Interesting, interesting. Okay, I like where this fight is going. I also like my chances. Ray, let's see what you got. Hit us with your point number three.
3: Point number three for Homelander. Let's talk about his impressive strength and some of his feats because he is the most powerful character in his entire universe. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't even think that goes without question. Now, Homelander, of course, has a minor healing factor. So if Titan does get some shots in on him, which seems very unlikely, he can't heal back from them in a relatively fast period of time. This isn't Wolverine or Deadpool or Lobo, but he does have a healing factor of his own. Also, when he was younger, the Vaughn Enterprises didn't know how to handle him. The way that they thought to handle him was they strapped a bunch of hydrogen bombs to him until he turned 18 years old. They were like, literally nothing we can conceive of can stop this guy from doing whatever he wants whenever he wants. So let's make sure we put several like mini nukes, several hydrogen bombs all around him and we think maybe that will work. They never had to test it. We don't actually know that that would have been enough to stop him. Now, all members of the Seven can pierce titanium with their fingers. That's a very, very tough metal. And the fact that he could just go in, take his finger like he was the T-1000 and put holes in very, very tough metal. He could do that to bodies very well as well. He fought against a giant supervillain, a large size supervillain, and just decided to fly directly into his chest He not only exploded out the back of his chest, killing him, he also somehow beheaded him at the same time. They don't show you enough panels to show exactly how that happened, but when he punches things, they explode. There's a Superman comic where he doesn't just break chains, he makes the chains explode from his force. That's Homelander to super heroic bodies, All right. He was attacked by a special forces platoon in an airplane hangar, I believe. And at the end of this battle, there was gore and viscera of that entire platoon all over, coating all the walls, floor and ceiling of this airplane hangar, and Homelander didn't have a scratch on him. It was said in the comics, if the superheroes of the 1940s, who were very, very powerful, if they were TNT Dynamite, Homelander is a nuclear bomb. That's just the level, one-to-one, apples-to-apples of how powerful and strong he is in his universe, compared to everybody else. He went to an airplane and he ripped off the cockpit door, just, you know, without even thinking about it. Hands go through titanium, he rips out the cockpit door. I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, what's even cooler is he got mad at A-Train once, he reached backwards, grabbed the nose of a Harrier jet, and just threw it across the room to show A-Train that he wasn't interested in his malarkey in this moment. When you could casually throw a Harrier, you got some force behind what you're doing. Heck, you know there's a big thing in the in the TV show where he can't land the plane because you know he can't quite fly as good and he can't be as strong in flight. Well, he grabbed a car with a family in it and then just flew it up into the clouds in the comic books just because he wanted to, seemingly showing there was no loss of strength when he flies there. Maybe they felt they had to add this later on uh, in order to make him a little bit more you know palatable as far as a, vi- a villain goes. I don't know. The thing to keep in mind, him and Queen Maeve, I said it before, those are the power duo of the Seven. He one-shot Maeve, okay? Backhanded her, slapped her aside, took her down. In fact, later on in the series, spoiler alert, he one-shot punched her head clean off her body and out the window of a building. A skyscraper, the Vought Seven Tower. Unbelievable. You hit Maeve so hard her head comes off. What are you gonna do to Titan? You're gonna take his head off as well. And as far as feats go, well, he went to DC, walked right into the White House, through all the guards, through all the superhero uh, backup he could have possibly had, murdered the President of the United States, and sat in the Oval Office. He, he cooed America. He cooed the country that he was Homelander to in an effort to take it over. That's a guy who dreams big, much bigger than just being a fireman. And that's the type of killer instinct you need to win this battle. And that's my point number three.
0: Ooh, how dare you? How dare you make fun or or lessen what firefighters do just on a personal note? That is a horrible thing to do, to Canus. But let me kind of go back to the Who Would Win show and push back on some of your stuff. Okay, that's great that Homelander can pierce metal with his fingers and probably a lot more. Titan survives a black hole. Let's just see. I pierce metal with my fingers, titanium metal. That's awesome. Hey, I survived a black hole in space easily and flew through it. I think that kind of, you know, overshadows the the pierciness of metal. Titan also destroyed giant supervillains. He did that while he was fighting Fight Club while there was 11 of them and was fighting all of them at the same time. This is not something, a giant supervillain that you know you can fly through or destroy, whatever. Titan's done that, been there. That's an easy thing for Titan to do. Not just giant supervillains, giant genies, as I mentioned before, giant magical creatures. You're a giant, that's not gonna matter to Titan. Very easy for you to do. Let's see, Homelander flew in the air holding a car with a family in it. It's kind of demented, but in terms of a physical feat of strength, okay, bravo. Uh, titan did the same thing, except he was holding a cruise ship in his hands, flying into the air with it. I think that's slightly more impressive than, you know, maybe it's a big car. Maybe it's, I don't know, a a truck, a station wagon. I don't know. On top of that, I like how you said that Homelander kind of stormed the Oval Office and kind of took command. Funny, though, spoiler alert, it didn't last long, though, did it? But I'll mention more of that in my point number three. So for my point number three, let's just go there. Let's talk about Homelander's biggest weaknesses, because he's got a few. Now, first of all, I've already mentioned before, Homelander has virtually no fighting skills, as in pretty much none. He's had no training. And outside of some smaller fights with less powerful opponents, he doesn't show any real fighting ability at all. This has been something discussed about the Homelander character from comic books for years. Against someone just as powerful as he is, who does know how to fight, or at least is down to fight, he loses badly. By the way, spoiler alert, he lost badly to, uh, who was that character? Black Noir. And in the comic books, I hate to do this, I gotta spoil it, Black Noir turns out to be a clone of Homelander. And all of a sudden Homelander is fighting Homelander and Black Noir destroys Homelander cause he's down to fight, uses his heat vision and the heat vision destroys and rips apart Homelander's skin. And you all see all of his inside, he places the whole thing. And the next few uh, panels, Black Noir is walking out onto the off- onto the green grass area of the Oval- of the White House carrying the skeletal and some muscles remains of an arm of Homelander with some patches of his costume yeah didn't work out so well for him Something that Titan can do when he has to take on a superpower being, not a problem for Titan. Homelander is also mentally unstable. Look, he's erratic, we know this. His mind can break. He's actually also easily manipulated. But in this fight, his mental instability is going to work against him as he's just going to show his true intentions to Titan, which will make Titan not hold back. See, unlike Superman, Titan will kill if necessary. He doesn't want to, but in Homelander's case, I bet you he would. And finally, here's the biggest weakness of Homelander. See, he's a Superman type of character, you know, in the same vein as an Omni Man or like Hyperion from Marvel, but Homelander is considered to be the weakest and least powerful of all the different Superman types of characters throughout the comic book universe. And that comes from the producers of the boys' TV show itself. That character is much weaker in the comic book than an actual true Superman and less. Less good fighter, the whole thing, and they had to figure out how to make that translate to live action. In season three, in the finale between of the TV series, you'll notice that Homelander doesn't really do a whole lot of fighting other than shoving, pushing. There's no kicks, there's nothing else. They had to design that fight to kind of showcase Homelander's lack of skill and training, whatever that they get from the comic books. Again, he's the weakest type of Superman-esque character, possibly in all of comic books. Titan, on the other hand, is possibly a top five top three just putting that out there so here's how this fight goes down they face off homelander throws a clumsy and very telegraphed superpower punch at titan who sees it coming a mile away and easily dodges and counter punches homelander remember this is an insanely great and very well just an amazing fighter homelander clearly doesn't like that and charges full blast at titan sending both them through several buildings titan then starts to use his superior fighting skills to easily outclass homelander Homelander gets angry and hits Titan with a super powerful blast of his heat vision. That'll show him. Homelander starts to laugh, but his maniacal smile and laugh slowly fade. As he witnesses his heat vision doesn't hurt Titan in the least, Titan smiles and says, thanks for the boost, and smashes Homelander into the ground so th- so hard, he forms a massive crater in the street. Homelander starts to whine. He emotionally breaks and says, this isn't fair. It isn't right. Homelander is supposed to be the biggest superhero, the best superhero, the most powerful superhero, no one else. Just then, a building collapses in the distance. Screams are heard of all the people inside who are trapped and on the verge of dying. Titan says to Homelander that if he is the biggest hero, that they should put their differences aside and save the people in danger. Homelander laughs and says, what have those people ever done for me? Screw them. Titan then sees Homelander for whom he really is. In a flash, he disappears from sight, saves all the people from a crashing building, and reappears in front of a Homelander in seconds. Titan is angry. Titan knows exactly what and who he's facing in the, so, the false so-called hero standing in front of him, and that's when Titan unleashes absolute hell and devastation on homelander smashing him around the planet into space blasting him with that cosmic power ripping apart parts of his flesh just what happened before with black noir and then make him crash super hard back on earth a battered bloodied and broken homelander lays on the ground on the edge of unconsciousness and right before he passes out probably permanently titan says i never give up i never lose and you are no hero all of that is my point number three
3: I mean, that's gen- generous fiction I think you're giving to us right there, Mr. James Gabsy. Uh, you say you say he's a weak Superman. According to who is he a weak Superman? According to, you know, nobody I would take
0: seriously. Eric Krupke, one of the, the executive producer of The Boys on Amazon.
3: So, okay, great. I'm glad to see opinions of producers are now admissible on the Who Would Win show. What's next? Deleted scenes? Oh, wait. We've talked about that already in this episode. What's next, a battle being decided by who would uh, accept T from the other one? Oh wait, the point I'm trying to make in all of this is Homelander is ridiculously powerful in his own universe. You know why he doesn't have that feat of going through a black hole? Because he's not dumb enough to go through a black hole. He's much smarter than Titan is what I'm getting at right here. And you have two characters who are both Superman type characters and Titan has some uh, more impressive feats as far as weird things they had him do. But at the end of the day, a uh, Homelander is gonna understand what Titan's motivations are. He's gonna get inside of his head, and then he's gonna get inside of his head by shooting his heat vision directly into his mouth, caving out the back of Titan's head. And you said it yourself, James, the only way Homelander could be beaten in the comics was a clone of himself who was designed after the fact to be more powerful than him using science. That's what it took. Cheating essentially is what it took. I think this Titan guy sounds great. I wanna learn more about Titan. I wanna read some of these advent comics. I'm gonna go to adventcomics.com and look into this free sample that they're offering to us. Y'all, you know, let's do that. But that being said, Homelander is just his own guy and
0: he crushes Titan in a 1v1 that's all i gotta say about that all interesting stuff ken you've heard three points from both ray and myself and it's time for you to make a decision but before we get to what ken has to say let's celebrate the hoodwin patron of the week every week we choose one of our amazing members of the hoodwin show's patreon community and put them in a battle ray which patron do we have today
3: today we're going old school we're going with gabe ingrata he's back ladies and gentlemen
0: Ooh, for Gabe, you need an opponent that's a little bit outside of the box, maybe a little bit side out of, I don't know, the universe, and maybe even go a little meta with this. I got it. Let's have Gabe go against the thousands of Detroit Lions fans who will be disappointed when Detroit doesn't win the Super Bowl. James, first off, how
3: dare you? Second off, seriously, how dare you? Detroit Lions fans are so used to being disappointed by effects of the team. You realize that the team uh, before this last weekend was nine and three. That is the best record they've had since 1962. So what are you even talking about? How do you get disappointed about a team that never is? What Disappointment implies uh, you thought something good was going to happen. This is the thing you have to understand, is getting screwed over and getting disappointed just is common nature to Detroit Lions fans. That's why I'm able to take getting screwed on the Who Would Win show so graciously. Thank you. How is Gabe going to defeat them? Well, that's easy, because Gabe is not going to defeat them. He's going to join them. He is going to train very, very hard. He's a very young man. He's going to become a quarterback, and he's going to join the Detroit Lions with the number one overall pick. He's going to take the Lions to the Super Bowl, and Gabe Ingrata is going to win the Super Bowl for the Detroit Lions, turning those 1,000 fans into cheering maniacs who will never make him want for anything the rest of his life. That's how you win that battle.
0: Congratulations, Gabe, you're a champion. Wait, so you're saying Gabe and Grotta, genius Gabe, on top of being a super genius, on top of being a future mega billionaire, possibly the world's first trillionaire, the person who's going to solve or create cures for every disease in the world, is also going to be a first-round draft pick into the NFL, drafted by the Detroit Lions, and then become a multiple right. Hall of Famer, Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Is that what you're saying, Racing? He's going to
3: be basically our Matthew Stafford after Matthew Stafford. Yes, that
0: is correct. I mean, this all tracks. It makes complete sense. Congratulations, Thanks. Gabe. That was well done. Remember, you too can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash show and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Now, back to the battle, Ken. It's time for your decision. Take us through your process. Tell us the story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between Homelander and Titan the Ultraman.
4: Oh, man, this is this is good. Even right, right up to, like I said, the, the point number three was neck and neck. A couple qu- quick questions. James, you hammered that Homelander didn't have any fighting skills, right? Does Titan have any, like, sk- fighting skills as far as was he trained in anything or I mean, I know he's a firefighter, but they're not exactly trained in like subduing people and stuff like that. As far as I know, is there anything? It's interesting that you bring that up because I
0: actually discussed this and it's kind of an unfair advantage, but I discussed this with Tony Cottrell. Tony actually created a uh, Titan First of all, through life experience, he's an insane street fighter. This is a person who grew up like protecting people from neighborhood bullies and the terrors of the neighborhood, and he learned how to fight. And he wanted to showcase. Uh, Tony totally wanted to showcase the fighting skills of Titan when he took on Fight Club. And Fight Club, like I said, they are some of the best trained fighters. MMA people, traditional martial arts, all super villains who use powers, tech, and everything else in conjunction with super fighting styles. And Titan was using punches, kicks, throws, dodges, takedowns, really cool martial arts and fighting techniques to take
4: all of them out. I had a feeling that we were going with that. It's sort of like, okay, let's let's go for this. (laughs) You guys gave me a good one. The way I see this happening is there's going to be like a city, there's a a fire going on, Titan's fire let's go put this out like you said earlier and we find out that homelander's the one actually causing it he's getting rid of some up some people he doesn't want it's causing fire he doesn't care homelander with his super hearing hears titan coming and hears him reversing the work he's doing finds him and observes him for a second or two like who is this new kid on the block and blindsides him goes in he, he can tell he's a super goes in with everything he's got leads with his heat vision makes contact was Titan. as far as i don't remember you saying he doesn't have any super hearing or anything like that so he could get attacked from behind easy <clears throat> and he's going to take him down to the ground to, and start fighting him just blast the keep vision from behind with his speed he's going to be able to flip around reverse the holds and sit there steaming take a look at this Person who just attacked him. While he's taking that two or three seconds to evaluate what's just happened to him, Homelander's going to hit him and knock him off him. And then the real battle starts. A blast of heat vision and cosmic rays and dodging and just going through all of that. Homelander's got that innate ability to read people, apparently, if I remember correctly, was mentioned with his doing the super senses, but then so does Titan. But Titan has the fighting skills to put towards that too from fighting biblical level creatures it's going to be tight but i have a feeling it's not going to be a complete defeat it's going to be titan taking homeowner down and wrecking him enough that he's going to be put out through the two minute rule and not be able to come back because he's not going to be able to regenerate the damage It's just but the cosmic radiation is just too much for Homelander to get above, I think. If he, because Homelander seems to me to be a lot of physical defense, if, if it was a pure physical to physical, I think Homelander would definitely, would have had a bigger chance. But because there's a lot of Rays involved, <laughs> no, sorry, right, not that guy, I think it's just going to be too much offense coming at him. Over his defense. All he has to do is take his legs out or take something to slow him down, even for a second, and then you can just get him. So, Titan, I have to go with Titan. Very close. It's very, very close. Just minor points take it away, but Titan takes it. And there you have it. The first
0: time ever, Advent Comics is represented in the Who Would Win show with their flagship character, Titan the Ultraman, gets the win. Over Homelander, not from the TV series. Oh no, but from Homelander, the more powerful powerful version from the comic book series. Well done for a first time judge. You absolutely killed it. Ken Turner, the Viking. You sir, are a national hero. Race to Canis! I'd say you debated well, but I don't think you had a chance from the moment Titan came onto the show. Tell the Legion of Audience how you're feeling right now.
3: Well, first off, I'd like to thank Ken Bjorn Turner, hashtag Let the Viking Judge, for coming on and judging the show. It's very, very difficult. And this is the first ever uh, Who Would Win fan gets to judge a battle. Oh, did I say first? I meant last. This is the last time it's ever going to happen on the Who Would Win show. You know, James was talking before about, like, how about in December every year we get somebody off of the Patreon, a lucky person who gets very involved, very knowledgeable, uh, and obviously it didn't work. Sorry, Ken, it didn't work out. We'll never do this again uh, because the absolute wrong decision was made. We are going into the final battle of who would win. Season five somehow tied after I've been dominating this entire season, and all you had to do, Ken, was say that Homelander won. I am massively disappointed. This was a very difficult battle to uh, uh, to research because there's not a lot of reference material out there on Titan, and uh, James didn't provide me those free copies of any of the Titan uh, information, and I uh, couldn't afford to um, buy them myself. I look forward to going to adventcomics.com and looking at the free sample to learn more about this character because that's just how it goes.
4: I just have to say this, Ray. My decision has nothing to do with your failure as a rep presenter today. So this is, you know. It
3: had everything to do with your failure as judge. And thank you for having
0: (laughs) the guts to say it, Ken. So you're saying Ray failed is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You're just saying, yeah, It was close.
4: If he would have twisted some things, he got some other information out there. Yeah. Maybe, you know, guys would have brought up, you know, A kryptonite, whatever. Yeah. You know.
0: Right, right. You know, and and it's it's. Just, I just wish there was more. You know, Advent Comics has only been around for fourteen years, uh, almost fifteen years. Uh, it's distributed by Diamond Comics in you know thirty four countries, six continents. I just wish there was a way for Ray to access the comic books of Advent Com. Oh yeah, that's right. There were a ton of ways to do it. By the way, Legion of Audience, our faithful fan base, I highly recommend to check out Advent Comics. Go to adventcomics.com. Like we said before, Tony Cottrell graciously put one issue of uh, Titan the Ultraman on the homepage of this website go ahead and check it out and love it and then just keep talking about titan the Ultraman. and don't be surprised you see big things for advent comics in the future now ken i gotta tell you i just got a text from the who would win production team they think you did great they want you back on the show they love you as a super fan now they love you as a super judge in the meantime tell the legion of audience our faithful fan base where they can find you online
4: i am on twitter and blue sky and threads as bjorn the viking um pretty much anywhere you see bjorn the viking or some variants of that it's me because i'll sign into the social media things just to lock the name down so and then there's my podcast bjorns underscore keep um which is hopefully going to take off and have some good things coming so i highly suggest you guys to listen to some of the past stuff and see what's going to grow this coming year i thank you to take a look too
0: absolutely all right uh well done now race to canis another hard fought loss on your part. We are tied for this season of the Who Would Win Show. Unbelievable how this all happened with one more episode remaining in the season. In the meantime, tell the Legion of Audience where they can find you online.
3: It's not surprising James Gavsey would resort to dirty tricks, pulling out a character that only he seems to know about. I'm surprised, honestly, he didn't take uh, James Gavsey's own fan fiction about himself as the character on the Who Would Win Show battle and bring that in here. I really thought Homelander walking in the door was a slam dunk victory, especially the comic book more powerful version of him. Uh, Regretfully though, uh, that is not how it came to pass today. I also got from the production team of Reclaim Detroit at VampireDetroit.com. Unfortunately, Ken, we will no longer be needing your character on the show. He's been completely cut out. I don't know how that character in the club gets through that door otherwise. But um, we're just going to have to figure it out. It's, it's a shame everything got lost in a fit of rage. Uh, of course, I'm disappointed in this battle. I'm disappointed in Ken. I'm disappointed in Titan. I'm disappointed in everyone, basically, but myself because I was great. We have one more battle to go. And I know it's going to be a holiday-themed battle because it typically is. We're not going to go composites versus Afro Samurai. No fan service in this last one. This was your fan service, and I hope you enjoyed it. Next week is pure knockdown, drag out, terror on a holiday schematic. That's fine. I'm going to win. I'm going to win season five because I have to. You can find me on threads at Almighty Ray 316 Go there. Get off the Bird app.
0: Come join me and let's do this thing. Are you referring to X? I don't know what that is. Fair enough. All right. You can find me on X, AKA Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gabsey. Remember to join the official who would win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at who would win show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts on behalf of myself, Ray Cicadas and the rest of the amazing who would win production team. Thank you once again for checking out another episode of who would win. We'll see you next time. Hey, gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash show right now. Okay, got to prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins.
3: Remember crying when Optimus Prime died? Or the
2: days when every series had a ham-fisted anti-drug episode?
3: Or when you wrote fan fiction about how the Animaniacs were so hot in that water tower so they took off all their clothes and they started... No! No,
2: different podcast. This
3: one is Knowing is Half the Podcast, a show devoted to the best and worst animated memories of your childhood. Every week we recap a cartoon from the past to see if they're as good as you remember. They're not. What are you talking about? They're great! You're both wrong. None of them get good until they're in a water tower. No! no.
2: And Knowing is Half the
3: Podcast.
2: Podcast.